You know where I'm from. When black folks started revolutions, they never had the firepower or the resources to fight their oppressors. Where was Wakanda? Hmm? You know how that ends today. We got spies embedded in every nation on Earth, already in place. I know how colonizers think, so we're going to use their own strategy against them. We're going to send vibranium weapons out to our war dogs. They'll arm oppressed people all over the world so they can finally rise up and kill those in power and their children and anyone else who takes their side. It's time they know the truth about us. We're warriors. The world's going to start over, and this time we're on top. The sun will never set on the Wakandan Empire. Wakanda has survived for so long by fighting when only absolutely necessary. Wakanda survived in the past this way, yes. But the world is changing, General. Countess, it is getting smaller. The outside world is catching up. And soon, it will be the conquerors or the conquered. I'd rather be the former. You're traveling to another radio show. A broadcast not only of sight and sound, but of mind, mind. A journey into the wondrous land whose boundaries are that of the imagination. That's the on-air sign up ahead. Your next stop, Afro Nerd Radio. With your guides, Dee Bird, Captain Kirk, and on Grindhouse Saturdays, the uncanny Daryl D. And introducing West Coast correspondent, Miss Claire Linnae. Mind expansion engaged. Comic-Con is closing in on yours truly. Next week, I believe I should be able to do a broadcast on Sunday. But for that weekend, or I should say as the weekend approaches, Thursday, Friday, and maybe Saturday, I will be involved with the New York Comic-Con. People, by the sound of my voice, I'm sure you've guessed it, I am Debert a.k.a. The Afro Nerd, and this is the Midweek Review edition of Afro Nerd featuring Captain Kirk and sometimes the uncanny Daryl B. I didn't hear anything from him, so uh, he may or may not be coming through because of his scheduling. So we always are very thankful when he does, you know, when he's able to actually participate. Nevertheless, you can participate at will 
The call-in number is 646-915-9620. All right. We have a lot to discuss. I think the majority of the show or a great swath of the show will be devoted to Dr. William H. Cosby, Bill Cosby, inmate number such and such. We don't know what the number will be. I don't think it's been released yet, but it's a um, it's a harrowing ordeal for black America. We're going to get it in. You're going to get our special spin on this. And again, you're welcome to join in on, I'm not going to say fun, on the discourse. It's not fun. Anyway, we got to keep it moving. So we're going to play one of our infamous herb alt, black rock, afro punk, classic hip hop, acid jazz, grooves. This is from the late great Amy Winehouse leaving us far too young, that infamous 27. 27 is, seems to be a thing with rock stars. Anyway, Stronger Than Me, Amy Winehouse. We'll be right back. Oh. 
that ride once again late great amy whitehouse stronger than me and folks let's get it in this is the midweek in review edition of after nerd featuring captain kirk captain you need it right at the jailhouse to spring dr cosby <laughs> let's see if you'll do it let's get to it sir it's your time Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Everybody, let's start this show. Let's get started, Afro Nerd. All right. Well, let's just get to the top story. Cosby, iconic comedian, philanthropist, educator, author, America's dad, entertainer. I mean, he's had, you know... So many accolades. I mean, his resume is quite vast. And, you know, if you were to make a prediction for a person's trajectory, let's say this was 20 years ago. Uh, matter of fact, let's, let's go to the point where the first time that I heard anything that was really tragic connected to Bill Cosby was the death of his son under very murky Mysterious circumstances. And I, that's when I thought that mm, it just seemed to be, and, you know, from what we know of his son's death, that, you know, he was kind of making a, a midnight run, midnight rendezvous with a, a femme fatale, an older, wealthy woman, at least as, as the story goes. And then he's you know, driving a high performance, high price automobile, he gets a flat tire. And then some uh, Russian thug shoots him in the head, if I, if I remember the story correctly. The, the nation really reeled off of that because it seemed to be just so unnatural. So from that point on, I remember that this tragedy occurred. And then there was this story, this kind of paternity story came out. If, if, if going back, if people remember, Cosby was um, being blackmailed by a young woman of color who believed that she was his daughter from some kind of liaison of ill repute. And what made it, I, you know, what made it kind of even more was, you know, this woman 
kind of sort of looked like a Cosby kid, Cosby kid for the TV show. So, I mean, there were things going on. I think even back then you started hearing some stuff, but it was piped down. It was, it was, it was perceived to be, to be not legitimate. So, if, so let's say 20 years ago, I don't think anyone in their nightmares would have, would have wanted to see a uh, elder statesman like Cosby go out the way that he has. And it, it feels like a death to me. It has the feeling of, of, of death and not physical death, but it's the death of the iconography. It's the death of the image of black middle class and black success. I mean, there's a lot you can get out of this thing. And what disturbs me is I don't, I don't really I'm not really hearing the kind of conversation I would want to hear from black media, what's left of black media, as to as to what this really represents. And it doesn't that doesn't necessarily have to be conspiratorial, because I mean that that has it that has its place. But I'm going to touch on a little bit of that, but not so much so much of the extreme. Both things can be true. It can be true that Dr. Cosby is guilty of, of, let's say specifically of this incident, but he's really being, I think it's, it's the other issues. It's the inference of all these other alleged victims that really pushed his case to another reality. But for the moment, we're just hearing about this one incident that seemed to pierce, pierce through to the point of of going to trial and actually Cosby being found guilty. So, um, you know, we, I spoke to Cap behind the scenes. I, you know, Cap, I don't. You had said that you didn't really want to. You want to. You want to lay low on this, or you want to be background. I mean, do, do you have some words you want? I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. You know, I just had to change my thought perception because where I was going to go with it. But I'll say this. Now, of course, we see beyond the Cosby situation, we see that the male archetype is being hunted down. We see that, you know, whether for things that they did, maybe some of these things they partially did, why is it happening all of a sudden now? And we also see women being powered up in this situation. Maybe it's just time. Maybe it's just this is just supposed to be it. But now, <clears throat> that's beyond the Cosby situation. But we're not here to talk about that. We're going to talk about directly about Cosby. Now, some people have said I've had a conspiratorial bent. But the thing with me, I'm different from a conspiratorial person. I present strong facts. When I talk my stuff, I hit you normally with a lot of according tools or a whole bunch of empirical evidence, sometimes in conjunction with the according tools, and you got to go, hmm, there, there may be something there. Now, let's talk about since the time you've been in America, black people. We can go back further. We go back, you know, the dates that you know, 1619 or 1555. Some historians, some, not all of them agree, that 
Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, and he had some black people on there, the ship. Some will say that, not all. And they do not necessarily believe that they were there by their free will. So you might be able to go back even that far, you know. But they'll also tell you that slavery didn't start then. Well, they're coming from Spain. So who knows what they were doing at that given time. That's according to some historians. But since you've been in this country, there's been plans to work against black people, to keep them down. That's nothing new. That's nothing new. There's a plan that we already know when any of you who are black go before the court system. And you look at the time. People have written books on this. There's also statistics all over the place. A black man goes before the court system versus the white man that has the same priors, same charges, same level of education, same age. Black people get more time. Now, if, that, if that's not a conspiracy, that's right in your face. That's not a conspiracy. It's just a fact. It's how it goes. We can go back. You look at Atlanta race riots. Who did that? Black Wall Street. Who did that? Chicago race riots. Who did that? Rosewood massacre. Who did that? Washington, D.C. race riot. Who did that? Knoxville, Tennessee. We can go on and on. We can go on and on. You know? So it's just something you have to look at. Something you have to look at, you know, in this whole process. I wish the council, we had the counselor here. Big, you know, BS. We say BS. I'm not going to say the other part. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we had him here. I wish we had him on. So he could break this down even further, you know. <clears throat> How do you get past this and then it begins to happen again? You know, is there something when, you know, Cosby allegedly, theoretically, empirically, went to NBC and he said he wanted to buy the station. He had all this talent and everything else. We could say that is conspiratorial. Was his son's situation a warning shot and he didn't stop? You know, who knows? We could say that's conspiratorial. But there has been a conspiracy, which is not a conspiracy, you know, but that's how they'll say it. They'll claim it. That's how they'll talk it up to stop black people in this country. That's obvious. That's Obvious, even though we had a black president. Look what's happening now. You know, I'm not going to talk about what Obama is penciled in for. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about the role, the purpose of Donald Trump. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not also going to talk about the Nazification of America. I'm not going to talk about it. And how that is all tied into this. I'm not going to talk about that. Just stay more directly onto Bill Cosby himself. Is this something that you have to think about, people? You know? Now, some people say, well, he did the crimes, he did, see that. But you got to remember, at some point in his life, this was cut and clear. How do we get back to here? That's the point of view. How do we get back to here? And you know what some people will say, according to Thurgood Marshall, also, some people also say he never said it. He never said that. That was something that was made up. You know, you, you got both sides, you know. It's like a paradox at times. But according to Thurgood Marshall, but remember, some people said he never said it. They're out to get each and every one of us. All right? So America is a funny place, man. It's a funny place. And those of you who have been listening to the show should know by now 
and also in your day-to-day life, that it's a funny place. At times, things add up perfectly. Then at other times, don't add up, you know? Stay in your place, Negro. You know, and I would not say that's conspiratorial, man. I would not, man, based on the history that we have in here. We got the facts. We got the history. We got the empirical evidence. You know, you can't, you know, if someone comes to that conclusion, I can't knock that. I can't say, well, you don't definitely have any facts. We have too much facts, man. Too much facts. Too much empirical evidence. Too much day-to-day stuff. You know, that's why I always tell you, fairness is the illusion of the weak. The black people have been weak, all right, to protect you from the strong. We already know who the strong is. <clears throat> to no avail. When you have power, do what you want. The powerful do what they want, man. Now, you should fight for fairness because it moves the needle some. But they have never, ever, since your foot been in this country, been fair to black people in any way, shape, or form. Or should I say, let's get it even better. Will you catch a break? <laughs> Some people may say OJ got caught a break the first time, you know. <laughs> well, they made sure they figured that out somehow. We're going to get this fool, <laughs> you know. Just food for thought. That's the direction I'm going to go in, you know. I'm going to leave all the bigger Me Too situation because it's really bigger than that with the Me Too because you're dealing with something else when it comes to that, you know. And that's actually bigger than Cosby. But. As far as Cosby's concerned, you got to look at it from that perspective. There's a lot going on with it. There's a lot going on with it. It's just not simple, cut and dry. It may be all of these components, you know, involved. A lot of things involved. <clears throat> and based on the things I mentioned, just mentioned earlier. Back over to you, Africa. Yeah. Um, as always, the captain laying, laying it down. Um, so th- these are some of the things I wanted to say, uh, you know, and I and I may be repeating myself. I mean, it's not it's not a secret that with the early development of Afro Nerd Radio, especially with Captain Kirk's predecessor, Mr. Starks, aka Iron Man, one of the chief components that spurred the de- the, the the reasoning behind doing this thing. I mean, of course, it has to do with wanting to talk about comic books and, and about the things that interest us and a lot of it has to do with alternative culture and you know, just just squarely trying to present a different a different perspective. But when Cosby's infamous pound cake speech came out, and he, because of his status, his connection to entertainment education, he came out causing a ruckus because you had folks that said, "Well, it's Dr. Cosby." What he says can't be taken lightly, and then yet others, like Dr. Michael Eric Dyson, that it was able to to rustle up a book in like no time flat, uh, entitled "Bill Cos is Bill Cosby crazy or is he, or is he wrong or something." Now I guess you know he Michael Eric Dyson has has the last laugh. A lot of a lot of the detractors, ever since he came out with this quote unquote pound cake speech. Um, these folks have a certain perspective that seems to have kind of come their way. But at the time, uh, when he came out with that speech, I, I felt like, wow, this is the perfect time to get this podcast going. I feel, I feel, Mr. Starks, we felt 
vindicated that we weren't thinking within our own heads, that he was, he was saying some things that we thought about that many black people think about or have thought about, but he said it squarely in a public space. It was, the I believe, the 50th anniversary of the Brown versus Board of Topeka case. Uh, two, what, 2005, I guess. So we're talking about 13 years ago. He came out with that speech, or 2004, 2005. And even then, that might have been uh, a, a call, kind of a downward spiral. There have been certain points where you start to see the decline, or what can be perceived as a decline, or falling from grace. But this is this is like it. So anyway, where I have problems with how this is being perceived by our own people being tribal now it, it is so focused on Cosby did the crime he's got to do the time end of, end of discussion and you just kind of clean your hands of it wash your hands of it and keep it moving when you start to pull back the lens Right where you get a whole panoramic view, which I would advise many of our people to do. Let's not just let's not just talk about the specific situation. Let's talk about what is at stake, what has been lost. When you think about Cosby, Cosby was one of a few high-profile megastars, black global entertainers that had, that had a lot of power over, over perception of black people. And what the captain was inferencing is very correct. Some can say this is conspiratorial, but I don't think so. I think there's, you know, it, it, there's a lot of evidence as to what we're saying having global penetration globally and what that does to the perception of black, of black um, movement and black advancement. There's only a few people. That had that kind of power. Dr. King, obviously, we speak about Malcolm X, but Malcolm X wasn't even wasn't even in that bailiwick. You know, he had died a few years before Dr. King, and he he wasn't able to garner his kind of message. His message was way too radical. Okay, so in order to in order to globally penetrate the marketplace, or globally penetrate perception and again we're talking about the perception of black people you've got to be able to be appealing to multiple factions and that can be considered to be dangerous so when you pull back that lens as I said it, it seems to me almost almost a statistical impossibility almost a statistical anomaly that you have Michael Jackson, he gets accused of 
child molestation. He's gone. And dead. <laughs> you know, he's de- he's depowered and now he's dead. You have uh actually OJ Simpson. People may not be familiar with OJ Simpson's uh power. OJ Simpson's prominence, but OJ Simpson was another person that came about at around the same time as Dr. Cosby made that 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 made that had mainstream appeal as as an as an athlete. Now some of these other folks like um Muhammad Ali, they they were infamous. And when when they're depowered, then they be then they're spoken about more fondly. Then they then they're pliable. They're less threatening. Okay, but we're talking about black folks that had access and came about around the same time, and they made white white culture comfortable, at least on the surface. So let's let's get into this. Even though they have, they, even though there's a difference in ages, I'm talking about their time where they became culturally significant, culturally prominent, and they were able to penetrate on a global scale. And it cannot be discounted that all these people were global and roughly post-civil rights. We're talking about Michael Jackson, even though he was a child, Michael Jackson and Jackson 5 were really prominent. Prominent in, in once again, affecting and or crafting a certain viewpoint of black people that to the infrastructure and to many racists, to a to a to the racist underbelly, that's not it's just that's just not allowed. Michael Jackson, as he became an adult in his 20s, 25, when he became, you know, even more of a megastar. I'm talking about 60s, late 60s, mid to late 60s, including Orenthal James Simpson. Same time. Similar penetration globally. Something about that makes me feel very, very leery. The, the statistical an- anomaly of it. Um, Even you could throw in Whitney Houston to a certain degree. Whitney Houston, I mean, we know she was drug-addled, but she was, again, another African-American star coming about in the early 80s that had a global presence, again, affecting how black people are perceived. How do you, how do you explain this level of global black stardom that's off the plane of existence right now. You include Prince in that too. Because Prince was an international star that changed the perspective of black people. You know, he's a Midwestern multi-instrumentalist. Uh, he had this highly sexualized image, uh, also known as someone very difficult, My Way or the Highway, his name was Prince. 
you know, one can say psychologically when your name is a certain way, you kind of act, you kind of act how you're named. And he conducted himself like royalty. And and now that he's off the plane, similarly like Michael Jackson, that that money, that revenue stream goes somewhere else. Doesn't go back to the black community. In all these situations, money is still exchanging hands, but not going back to the community the communities that these people come came from. And also these all these people came from uh to take to take Yvette Carnell's uh verbiage, descendants of slaves, DOS. That's I hate to go there, but I think some of that works its way in there also. You're not you're not able the community is not able to advance uh as far as wealth. Wealth doesn't go back to the communities. But other people, you see, their heinous acts don't seem to go to the to the to the level or the punishment for for the for their heinous acts don't they don't seem to result in the same way that it happens when it comes to, to a black face. I was I was thinking earlier, you know, Bill O'Reilly, he was uh subsidized, his his shenanigans were subsidized by Fox News, Roger Ailes, his shenanigans were subsidized by Fox News, uh what, what 35 million had to be paid to one plaintiff because of Bill O'Reilly. And Bill, o- Bill O'Reilly was, allo- was allowed to rampage. He was allowed to rampage. Weinstein was allowed to rampage. Um, uh, who was the other gentleman? Someone uh, from, from, today, from the Today program. Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer had you know, special buttons and special rooms. He was allowed to rampage. Les Moonves was allowed to rampage. And, e- and even though they got their comeuppance, the, the, that, that, trans- that transaction of money is unaffected. But with black people, that money doesn't go to you. It doesn't go back to your community. It, doesn't, it, 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 just, it barely goes back to your family. So this idea that black advancement isn't a problem, folks are going to have to wake up. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I think, I think we must start to look at the bigger picture. And again, this is not to give Dr. Cosby or Bill Cosby, I, I can't barely call him a doctor anymore, Bill Cosby a pass. Both things can be true. Both things can be true. You have a president that is rampaging. But we will not see the fate. All of his white contemporaries, Cosby's white contemporaries, are allowed to rampage, and they might get smacked around, but they're not going to jail. O.J. Simpson spoke out briefly about what Bill Cosby has to do. He's been through this, hasn't he? This is amazing. I don't know if black folks really understand the the level of of the fall that this gentleman has taken, of the level of it and the imagery. If Dr. Cosby can be brought to heal, what does that mean for you? What does that do for the general psyche of black America? You can, you can 
conceivably draw a timeline from Cosby's Cosby's emergence, Cosby's escalation to how black folks were able to get into um, mayor, mayorships, governorships now, presidential presidential appointments to be president, all the captains of industry, all these things. Other artists that were able to come up, come up under Cosby in the entertainment business, entertainment business, all these, even the scientists, all these things as far as black folks moving in a certain direction and being perceived as a, as a serious people. That that really kind of sort of lays at the feet of, of Cosby. Now you see an elderly Cosby blinded out in handcuffs, a shadow of his former self. I, I think we have to start looking at these things on, on a larger level and, and, what, and how black folks are going to have to kind of get together and figure an action plan. And, e- and even if this is quasi-conspiratorial, let's say it's quasi-conspiratorial, we need, to, we need to still just act this way anyway. We need to get on code, and we need to just act this. We need to act like this is a, this is a reality, just, just for our own sanity and just for a, a, a way – to to move in a society that is that is against you. I never said conservative messaging, and I don't really. I, before they didn't necessarily call it conservative messaging. They just called it barbershop talk. They called it straight shooting. And now it's respectability politics. Now it's being a hotep. You know all these euphemisms to prevent you from seeing what is real. But we need to start acting like a serious people. And my wish, and I've said this. So many times in the show, my wish for black people is that we just move the aggregate intelligence, the aggregate frequency of our community or communities, move it up a percentage point where we get on code and start to do certain things where we're not so easy to tell our business, not so easy to Get in, get into shenanigans that ends up being blowback for the community and a blowback for yourself. I'm not I, look in a perfect world. I, perfect world, I would say you know black folks just need to cut out some of their BS. Okay, that's just not reality. But what I am asking for is that if you see someone of that prominence being brought to heel, like that image of of that man, that is really telling the average black person. You don't have a chance. That's really what the symbolism is. And I'm not comfortable in going out like that, even if it is someone of that status. We need to start planning to start doing some cover-ups on some stuff. If you, if, this is even to the street people. There's only, so, there's only so far I can go with them. I, you can only tell them so much. But if you raise the frequency just a little bit, whatever shenanigans you're doing, covering up your tracks they got facial recognition software out here they have cameras everywhere they have mics everywhere in new york captain knows this in new york new york is heavily miked your urban centers your urban street corners are miked beyond just cameras and and, and facial recognition software they're able even the even the black and white cameras 
They even have software to differentiate the, the skin gradations, the skin tone gradations. They've been able to figure out how to really make out even your skin tone on black and white video imagery. It is going down. And the Nogs still conduct themselves absolute reckless abandon. This is not the time. So, I mean, it, it's, I, I'm, I am saddened. I am saddened, especially since, as I said at the top of the show, this, this podcast was created because of the influence of Dr. Ka- look, look at that kind of influence. Look what, look what we've created. We're just a speck in the universe, but Dr. Cosby was influential in that. He, you know, he gave $20 million to Spellman. It's a whole host of uh, philanthropic things that, that the Cosbys, he and his wife, were instrumental in, 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 in putting out there. And now all the, um, all the degrees, all the honorary degrees, you know, all of that, quote unquote, legacy and power, your, your TV show is gone. Even the people that were affiliated with, with the TV show uh, Owens, Mr. Owens, we saw him, you know, looks like he may be on a rebound, but he ended up working in a Trader Joe's because of Cosby's screw up. And that's more like direct. But think about the indirect situation or situations that are going on because of one person. One, per- one person can make the difference. Now we have to look at, we have to really look at. President Obama, because President Obama and the Obamas represent the living embodiment of what the Huxtables represented. And even and when I said, I, and I keep on repeating this, and people looked at me like I was crazy. They looked at it like it was, like it just like I'm just talking out of thin air. At the Schomburg a couple of years ago, and I talked about why the idea of Black Panther. And Wakanda and all that, you know, Afrofuturism and black people being prominent and thinking for themselves and being self-realized and being comfortable and in control. The powers that be don't want don't want you to see that. And it was a, a happy accident that it happened. And now you see all these kind of building blocks and and seeding that came out from the Black Panther film. And they didn't want it. They, they, there's, a, there's a theme. There is a theme with having black people perceived as intelligent, evolved people. You're still enslaved, black folks. You, you are still very much a slave. You are an African in the Americas. I never said you weren't, but that doesn't mean you just kind of fall over prone, helpless like an infant. You got to do something. This is war. That's it for me. To revisit this at, a, at another another date, uh, I can't be any more clearer than that. But this is just a, an appeal to 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 being tribal now. You know, I don't like being tribal, but you know, I saw a, a show right before um, we went on air. Shout out to O'Shea Duke Jackson and one of his compatriots. That's a, a regular on his show, and I believe he has his own show, and I believe he even had his own show on Blog Talk. Uh, Alan Roger Curry, who's somewhat of a dating coach or something to that effect. And Mr. Curry 
towards the end of his appearance on O'Shea Duke Jackson show on YouTube, he, he was, you know, kind of jovial and cracking jokes. And, and it was, it was pretty uh, insightful program discussing male, female relationships, discussing um, Cosby's situation. And he was one of those folks that grew up with Cosby and was affected by Cosby's uh, advancement and imagery. And he broke down. You know, he kind of, he lost it. He broke down. He's kind of a hard dude. He broke down toward the end of the show because he, he, he's realized that looking at Cosby in handcuffs affected him on an emotional level. And I have to, I have to confess that when I, a few times when I saw him, first of all, I, I can't even look at Dr. Cosby. See, I call him Dr. Cosby. I can't even look at Cosby. There's pictures of him. I, I have to kind of, I, I just wince away. I can't even like look at him dead on. So, uh, admittedly, this is a problem. And I, I want more people to understand that it's bigger than – I can't say, stop saying Dr. Cosby. It's bigger than Cosby. It's bigger than Cosby. This is about black people, black perception, black middle class, black advancement. I got more to say. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll get into this uh, you know, later on. I, I don't know. There, there, there's more going on here. Any closing thoughts, Captain? Well, as you said, there's more to get into with this. It's going to be ongoing for a while, probably. You know, that's my closing thoughts. Sir, well, you know what? Let me let me say one more thing. <laughs> let me say one more there thing. Go. I got to get this out. I got to get this out. <laughs> Black men. Black men are going to have to figure this out because it was never really meant for your woman to take the lead. Now, some folks are going to take that as some kind of sexist statement. It doesn't mean they can't take uh, a lead with you or you, you, you can walk together as equals. But it really shouldn't be where your woman is fighting your battles. And the, the natural order, she doesn't want you to fight her battles. Or rather, she doesn't, she, doesn't want, she doesn't want to fight your battles. And as I see it, and this is something that I'm just going by my own observation, and I'm going by history. Unfortunately, you know, with this Me Too, with the Me Too movement, there's so many working cogs with the Me Too movement, things that you can just – you really can't discuss. It. That's, that's what's problematic about movements. Movements don't – movements aren't really good at contouring. Like a real movement, or I should say a successful movement, contours. It, it, it absorbs certain things. It capitulates. And then it moves on. This movement, there's no real admittance to anything. It's the train has left the station, and that's it. There's no nuance. Life is life is full of nuance. You know, when when Aja Argento was very profound and very believable at the Cannes Film Festival earlier this year, and she made this stone-faced plea about having been raped. It 
escalated the situation. But once you found out that, hey, she was an abuser herself, having been a matriarchal figure in this young man's life, it came off as, as creepy as many of these men. We're seeing, we're seeing women who have power in the sectors where they are allowed to have power, like in the educational system, they are accessing that power and abusing these children. Women, not just men. These cases are becoming more and more profound. And they, and they, and they, are, ex- they are exerting power over these students, grades and all kinds of shenanigans. The same way that these men are being accused and, I, and wrongfully, I mean, not that they aren't wrongfully being accused, uh, but just what they're doing is wrong, uh, holding over the, the jobs and, and, and movement and advancement in lieu of sexual favors. Well, you have, you have a cadre of women in the school system doing the same thing. You know, you think about Co- Dr. Cosby, Dr. Cosby, see that reverence thing, it's going to be hard to really beat that out of me. Cosby goes to jail, but many of these many of many black women that are speaking out about this and looking at it purely from a gender perspective and not necessarily from an intersectionality perspective, you look for Cosby to go to jail, but you're not asking the same kind of come up for the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church that rapes children. And has been doing it for decades, if not centuries. No one's going to jail. Your babies. No one's going to jail. They're allowed to pay out. They pay out their victims. Cosby pay out, paid out his victim. He still goes to jail. The, the symbolism of blackness still pays the price. White folks, white culture, they're not paying that price. The movement of money. The stock, and I was in the stock market. The stock market is the movement of money from one person to the other, an exchange of money. With black access and money, that exchanging doesn't really seem to work for you. Why is that? Why is it discernibly different for you when that face is a little darker than everybody else? There's a whole litany of corporatists that we've been seeing that have been caught rampaging, doing some pretty lewd things, drugging, raping. What happened to um, uh, from the X Men, Captain, the 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 uh, the director of the X Men, who who's in and out. He's the gay Cosby. Um, uh, I'm looking it up now. There was an outlandish story of sex parties for uh, advancement. No jail time. Brian Singer. Brian Singer, just like uh, Hannibal Burris, came out with – just Google it. Just Google it. You'll see. That he rapes people. Well, we can Google Brian Singer and come up with the same the same same result. But he was in, he was intelligent enough or perceptive enough, at least for the duration, to kind of okay recede into the atmosphere. Let's 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 Google him and have social media uh, 
propagate his case because that's another element to this Cosby situation that disturbs me. And again, both things can be true. I believe Cosby is guilty of something because it's just the preponderance of victims and, and, and evidence or evidence in quotes. It's just too much. But someone literally pulled the trigger on this situation. This, this, people failed to, fail to realize that this was a settled matter. This was a settled matter years ago, and it was forced to be reopened because of a, uh, a, a zealous prosecutor. I'm in the legal, I'm in the insurance legal field. When the case is closed, it's closed. At least so I thought. This is what I need the counselor here. When a case is closed, even even double double jeopardy and all that stuff. All all of a sudden, when it's a black face, it everything changes. The rules don't seem to apply. That that is something that's going to that's gnawing at at the recesses of my mind. Why is it peculiar with blackness? Money goes, you go to jail or death, parachutes, they're allowed to go away. Uh, They may lose face, but they don't lose their lives per se. They don't, they don't, you know, or their livelihoods. There's something discernibly different. No one, uh, priests are rampaging on your children. No one goes to jail. I'm just saying. And they had settlements too. Anyway, okay, now I'm done. <laughs> now I'm done. We have more to discuss, folks. A lot more to discuss. So let's go to let's take a break. I mean, this is this is heavy duty, um, unquestionably heavy duty. And, and and again, as I said, we're going to have to revisit this perhaps when more information comes out. Three to ten. Um, maybe he will do slightly under. Under three. You know, I have no idea how that works. Um, I'm assuming because of his celebrity status that he's going to be in some kind of protective custody, but he's going to prison. That's for sure. So, all right, folks. Um, let's go to this Herbalt groove. And then uh, when we come back, uh, more to discuss. This is Intoxicated featuring Joseph Marks. Two minutes. We'll be right back. Let's groove. Come back, come back, come back. 
Featuring Joseph Marks. This is the Midweek Review edition of Afronerd featuring Captain Kirk. Uh, again, we were just talking about the Dr. Cosby. I keep on saying doctor. <laughs> wow, Kirk, I got a problem with that, man. <laughs> That's like embedded in me. Uh, I was just looking at like his short bio, and they made the adjustment real quick when they described, you know, Bill Cosby. It says William Henry Cosby is an American stand-up comedian, actor, musician, author, and convicted sex offender. <clears throat> I mean... They they will pull back those honoraries quick, though. That's done. Yep. Attorney Lisa Bloom, who we've, had, who we've had on the show, and her mother is Gloria Allred. They're both attorneys. She sends out a tweet and says, sexually violent predator, Bill Cosby, sentenced to three to ten years, justice, just a little. Here's a part of the statement, my brave, beautiful client, Janice Dickinson. Now, you see, Janice Dickinson is not a legitimate person. She's just not. She, she, she's not. She doesn't. I mean, everyone has pretty much or many people have said that she's, you know, she's one of these, these hustlers. She's not. She's not the victim. It is what it is. I, we we got to be more intelligent than this. And someone, someone of that status and, and access and education to be caught up in this. And, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, Captain. Um, you know, for your for your legacy and empire to, to 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 be to wither away because of sexual improprieties, whatever your race is. Even I don't even like to do the racial thing, but we're, we're kind of being brought in this zeitgeist. We're kind of I'm, we're, I'm being forced to discuss this kind of stuff. I like to advance the conversation, but we're, we're, you know the president and all these people they're bringing us down to the caves. We're scratching our knuckles because of these people. So now I I, I like to think like Gene Roddenberry. I I, I was uh, many of us were raised on Star Trek. Heck, your your persona comes from the Star Trek thing. And we were supposed to be above the, the racial thing. You know, the cold opening with uh, Uhura and uh, William Shatner, you know, they, they, they're advanced. We're bigger than this. But guess we're not. All right. Let's, let's move along. Um, I was going to try to actually play that clip. I play it so much. Hold on. <laughs> Excuse me, Captain Kirk. Yes, sir. Mr. Scott. What a charming negress. Oh, forgive me, my dear. I know that in my time, some use that term as a description of property. But why should I object to that term, sir? You see, in our century, we've learned not to fear words. May I present our communications officer, Lieutenant Uhura? The foolishness of my century had me apologizing where no offense was given. We've each learned to be delighted with what we are. That, that was what Star Trek represented about race 
1967 or something. And we're right back at it, at it again. I find that co- quite interesting. And, you know, uh, I think I did mention Yvette Carnell. Because I keep on thinking of more and more things, Cap. Yvette Carnell said something very striking to me that's very that, – that you would think is obvious. She said something – and again – I don't, I don't, I contour and contrast with Carnell, but I do acknowledge some things that hit me. And she said, you know, Lincoln took a bullet for black people. Like he took a bullet to the brain because of, of black people. I, I, something about that statement, I was like, yeah, that is kind of right, isn't it? You know, we, we have these high, high-minded things. Like, you know, if, if you go into, you could go into a real dissertation as to the assassination of Lincoln. But at the heart of why he was killed, he was killed because of black advancement. He took a bullet. And, and I mean, that's how, that's how deep it goes. That's how deep it goes to listening audience. I, it has to be, I, we're going to have to revisit this stuff to get an understanding as to how deep it goes to how people don't want you to move. The president of the United States was assassinated in a very violent way because of the Confederacy, okay, because John Wilkes Booth was a Confederate sympathizer. And it was more of a plot to that than just – it was more than just Lincoln. It was also Andrew Johnson who was his vice president. It was, two, it was at least three people that was like a triumvirate for how this the, 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 the Union versus the Confederacy was going down. Um, the assassination attempt wasn't just really – it wasn't just about uh, President Lincoln. Uh, I forgot who, who the other statesman was, but another statesman was wounded. So you see how we, we focus on certain things and we don't really get into the whole when – you, when you widen the lens, it wasn't just Lincoln. It was it was a it was a cadre of people that 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 were believed to be responsible for freeing these Negroes. That's what that's what it was about. So again, Lincoln died, was killed in a very visceral, reactionary way because we don't want to see black people thinking that they are equal to us, and we don't want them to advance. That's been our experience. That's. That's the that's the the stuff that people don't want to talk about when it comes down to kneeling, uh, why you why you want to kneel before the national anthem. Go ahead, Cap. Some people will say, in the conspiratorial world, that's why he was only put on the penny, because he was actually a lot better president than that. That's what some people say. So that's the conspiratorial aspect bent with that. Throw him on the penny because he and his crew, you know, were a bunch of derogatory black lovers. Boom. That's the big thing. That's the big thing for the longest. And they've been saying. The people you that made be, that decision, they put him on the penny. You might and be he able to make be that higher same, up than a penny. You might be able to make that same argument for JFK's assassination also. You might. There were there was a a, a number of issues with with JFK, um, you know the Bay of Pigs, the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, you know there was things that were going on. But one of them was what the advancement of black people, and it it, it 
it's all, why is it always that always that part that component of some of this it's always there it's always yep. there Cosby represented the advancement of black people Michael Jackson represented the advancement of black people OJ represented the advancement of black people now they're gone either dead in jail depowered out of here anyway all right so let, let's let's move let's move forward uh this is more uh, again captain i get brought in with these um plantation olympic stories I, I don't even know if i know if i have the whole story correct maybe you heard about it. Did, you, did you hear about this jesse williams deal the actor jesse williams gray's anatomy Yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> I went through the article, you know, with the whole Emmett Till situation and everything else. But, hey, I'll let you handle it. All right. Well, and there's, I think there's a few. only Go thing, ahead. too, with the article, it was rather short and brief. It looks like there's a lot more to be said in there. But that's just by the by. You go ahead. All right. So th- this this is this picking this article up at random, right? Now, now, Vulture, I find it interesting. I'm reading this from Vulture.com, right? I'm going to put this – I'm going to put a link into the chat room, and let me be, let me be mindful. Let me not be remiss. I don't know if folks are tired of this, this uh, spiel that I give, but it is absolutely necessary because we're on a mission now. You, you folks have awakened uh, poked the bear. You've poked the bear, and now I'm in full – you know, I'm locked and loaded when I have to constantly go into this – Recitation. Afro nerd, we need your support. First of all, we're going to work on getting a straight up commercial. So this, that's coming very soon. Just commercials for a number of things. But uh, we were critiqued that we need to do more, and now we're busy, busier than ever. In order to help us grow, so we can give you our impressions of things. So we can do more videotaping, so we can do more interviews. Again, I was assured that uh, director, former BET VP, Reginald Hudlin of the infamous Hudlin Brothers, principal of Milestone Media, he'll be coming in around, coming in and around uh, November. More interviews, more of a video component. You say you want this stuff. Well, in order for that to happen, where we have a, a, a very penetrating um, platform, we need your support. So simply go to patreon.com, patreon.com forward slash AfroNerd Radio, patreon.com forward slash AfroNerd Radio. Give what you can. I'm not even, give, I'm not even requesting a certain amount. I mean, you know, it, we just appreciate really the sentiment so we have that going on we started a spotify playlist i'll put a link into for that people seem to enjoy the grooves that you're not hearing on corporate radio well you're hearing them here and it's something like 300 songs i was that's that ocd working working itself in there i should have just put like 10 i should have put 10 i put like 300 (laughs) so uh I'll put a link, but Spotify, if you simply go to – if you simply uh, input Afro Nerd Radio, you'll be able to pull up 
our own playlist of all kinds of jams, all kinds of grooves. The YouTube channel, please subscribe to that. Simply put in, you guessed it, Afro Nerd Radio. Put that in. Join. Comment. We appreciate the comments. Also, comment at AfroNerd.com. AfroNerd.com. I'm back to writing. I'm trying to coax Daryl B. Daryl B.'s last article was the Afropunk synopsis. More articles are forthcoming. I've been putting stuff up with some degree of regularity. Um, We have sponsors on AfroNerd.com, so we'd appreciate if you could, if you see something that you dig um, from the Apple Store, Amazon, other sponsors there. So uh, it, we, we're, getting it, we're getting it in. And we're doing pretty good at this level, to be honest with you. Imagine what we could do with, with greater support. I'm seeing people with all kinds of hundreds of Patreon supporters, hundreds of them. Some are even in the thousands with some of these people. And, I, and I, I'm looking at them not, to, not to, to give out hateration, Captain. What are they getting exactly? They're just, they're just on, the, on YouTube, no websites, no Spotify plays, no recommendations, no interviews. You know, it's, it's, it, we're giving you something. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's it. Okay, so let me go to this, this, um, this Vulture article. If you go to the, if you go to the, um, to, the blog, to, our, to the blog talk page. Uh, the chat room. I put the, a link to the Vulture. So I, I want to read this. And if you if you pick many of these articles, and Vulture, to my knowledge, isn't really a black-centric website. It, is it, Captain, do you know Vulture to be they, – they're hip, but are they black-centric? Vulture? I don't think so. I don't now, think the so. reason why – now maybe this is because the, the the particular the particular author may be of color, right? Because he's saying some stuff that's kind of in house, and uh, I don't know his name. His name, the the writer of this piece. Well, you'll see when I read it. The writer of this piece is Hunter Harris. Hunter Harris. And I'm trying to even see what this guy even looks like. Uh, yeah, maybe he's maybe he's a brother. I don't know. Anyway, what the opening salvo says it all. I'm going to read the article and the, I mean read the title, and then I'm going to read the article. Jesse Williams is very very sorry for promoting his movie with an Emmett Till meme. The light skin Lord giveth, and the light skin Lord taketh away. Jesse Williams is facing backlash online after posting a meme to, prom- to promote Till, his directorial, directorial, or di- yeah, directorial debut. On Monday afternoon, Williams framed photos of Emmett Till's mother, Mamie Till Mobley, after the Colin Kaepernick Nike ads to effectively meme Emmett's death and Mamie's mourning. And, he, and, and it says in quotes, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Reads the black and white images of Till Mobley crying. Williams announced Monday 
that he would direct Till, a feature based on Keith A. Bochamp's 2005 documentary, The Untold Story of Emmett Lewis Till. The movie will focus on Till Mobley's fight for justice after her son was brutally murdered after being accused of flirting with a white woman. All right, so he did so – I'm looking at the uh, – yeah, I do see – I do see the meme. Yeah, the meme has – well, I mean, it, I, don't, I don't squarely see anything showing – I don't know. I'm, I'm a little – What's the stuff about the light skin give us and take us away, though? Well, say it again. Say, say that again. What's that stuff about? What's that stuff about the light skin giveth and taketh away? Well, look, you know what it, you know what it really means. It's it's a bit of hateration. I know what it means, but what does it mean? <laughs> oh, I, I, well, I, I could give I could give you several meanings to it. My, the, my knee jerk reaction is black folks aren't serious. We're just not serious people. Uh, two. It's it's kind of like busting busting his chops because of his physical appearance. That it's like, well, you're you are uh, a pretty boy. You are quote unquote. Um, That's what I got from it. <laughs> you, you know, it, okay. it's, it, you could you you could really you could really decipher all. It's like deciphering a code. It's like you don't really have you don't really have the stomach for this. Why, why are you, you know, you're so, you're trying too hard. You know, why, why, why do you have to be pro-black? You know, you're, you're on your pro-black-ish. You know, you should, you should just be kind of milk toast. You know, it's, it's, it's likening him to being kind of, kind of a moderate person based on his skin tone. There's, there's, whole, there's a whole belief system in the black community that, uh, you know, you, uh, somehow according to your skin tone, it goes to how just just how black you are. So he came out. Well, as Malcolm was in that dark the last time I checked. That's true too. <laughs> That's true too. Neither is Farrakhan. Neither uh, is uh, Kaepernick. We can go on and on. We can go on and on with people. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, they I, like I, come I, and they want come home. He's not that yeah. dark well, guy. We can go all day. This is the part of what do you have in your hand, black man? Uh, um, Clayton Powell, Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Okay, uh, we, 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 we go a whole. We we, we can go, go all day, all day, <laughs> all day. There's even more. There's even more. You could talk yep. about W. E. B. Du Bois. You could talk yep. about um, uh, the most famous graduate of of Hampton, Booker T. Washington. Yeah, I mean, uh, Frederick, Frederick Douglass. <laughs> Frederick Douglass was of mixed race extraction. Okay, we go. We can go on and on and on. It doesn't stop. Okay, so the, 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 another component to this. See, this, see, everything we do is like deep. It's, just, it's like a, it's like literally decoding this. The reason why he also said it is because he can. Now, what do I mean by that? Okay. And you just kind of inferenced it. No mm-hmm. one had time for, for plantation 
shenanigans like like this. Not that it didn't go on, but like 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 this, like the comfort of it back in Mal- Malcolm X's day. There, there, were no, there was no room for question marks. There was no biracial designation. There was none of that going on. You were, excuse me, you were black. You were black. There, there were a number of black folks going back decades, if not centuries, that made noises, and they were not afforded, they were not afforded the choice of being, to some of these Negroes, that 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 are not comfortable with themselves. That's another that's another another root at this too. There's a yin and a yang. For those Negroes that are not comfortable with themselves, it makes them feel better to, you know, kind of poke you and poke him in the ribs a little. It makes them feel better to poke them in. It goes. It almost goes back to the the Wesley Snipes scene where he stabbed the Christopher Williams character. Yep. I didn't. I didn't like yep. your light skin ass anyway. <laughs> yep. Oh, you see what I mean? Yep. There was really no. There was really no reason. It, it, well, I shouldn't say there is a reason, but it 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 is so slavery connected that it's a little bit of that. You you are favored, and you've had some. You had one. You had two pieces of chicken to my one piece of chicken that the master gave us. You're the favored child in this sick relationship that we're in. So house Negro, field Negro, I mean, whatever. And they, and they are different. Listen, and mind you, skin tone is just one, one tier or one descriptor black folks use to separate themselves, to, to poke you in, to poke you in the ribs. You know, if you if you're educated, the educated versus the uneducated, that goes yep. down. We saw that in school days. In school days, you saw I, I had the clip somewhere. I can't find it, but it's a clip where you see, and it's funny how both actors are like next level now. But back then, they were they were bit players or they were much different level. It was an exchange in the parking lot of a Wendy's between Sam Jackson and. Uh, um, Lawrence Fishburne and it was a whole thing about these guys had bags in their heads for their jerry curls they were the lower middle class the uneducated they were the folks that were there to you know and, I, and listen I know this situation intimately when I, when I saw um, school days school days hit me in a certain way because it 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 it, it really hit the black college experience it was it was like looking at a mirror it was like looking at a mirror unquestionably even the physicality of many of these these colleges even though that took the filming of that of that of um school days i believe that was at, at atlanta university which you know all these schools share the same grounds and um spike lee filmmaker spike lee is famously a graduate of morehouse as is sam jackson and um, whether it's, you know, we, if you remember the, remember the TV show, I'm not sorry, not TV show, if you remember the movie, it had all these different factions working against each other with the students at a predominantly fictional black college. And it wasn't just skin tone. 
it was it was po- political differences, dark skin versus light skin, middle class versus lower uh, versus working class. It was a lot of different things going on there, and some of that plays a role in how and, and what's happening with Jesse Williams. M- maybe Jesse Williams got beside himself with his eagerness to promote his movie, but at the same time. Why why the, the necessity to bring up his skin tone, which to me is just irrelevant. It just doesn't mm-hmm. mean I just I just don't I, I'm not there with these people. I'm just not there with them. I look at Jesse Williams as another brother. I don't I don't I don't make this I don't make distinctions. It it, it, it we're acting like we haven't seen the the skin tone variations in black people. This has been around since our existence here. This has been around I mean you 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 you've had you had heroes that were fighting for black resistance um, 200 years ago that were light-skinned. Um, Plessy, of the, of the va- famous Plessy v. Ferguson case that predated the Brown versus Board of Education case by 70 years. Plessy, they described, and this is a pejorative, but that's how I described him. I think he described him as an octoroon, like one-eighth black. But he took the hit to be the first, you know, you, you, we talk about Rosa Parks, but he was the first Rosa Parks on a train that was dealing with separate but equal, separate, separate, separate and equal, uh, or, you know, segregation at that time, 1896. And he was probably more, quote-unquote, white-looking than Jesse Williams. But... Again, I go back to 1896. You could look as white as Tom Cruise. If they knew you had any black ancestry, you were as black as Miles Davis. There was no, there was no room for these shenanigans. Now there's a little bit of room to play these games. And 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 for for, for black folks that are not comfortable with themselves. I, I when I reference school days, Cap. I remember there was a discussion of school days in my dormitory, and uh, it wasn't uncommon. I think they probably still have these kind of things. It wasn't uncommon to have dormitory discussions. Like, you actually had, like, a a space where people would discuss things. So school days came up, and it was discussed. And I I remember I said – I can't even tell you what I said. But I, I think I was probably as confused by skin tone politics as I am now. And then somebody said to me, well, why do, you, why do you feel so, like, why do you feel so empowered? You're not light-skinned. I looked at that person like, <laughs> okay, okay, so you're, you're saying I'm supposed that it, it, so, so you're telling me, this is, so you saw you catch black folks. So you're telling me you're, I can only be prideful. I can only be prideful. I can only be prideful if I'm light-skinned. I can't have pride in my own, my own self, just me being me. And I guess that just goes to show you the, 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 these, um, the weave shenanigans, the lightning creams. And, I, and you, know, you, know, you and I joke about this all the time. Can we get Negroes to lose weight? Get off, <laughs> get off, the, get off. I mean, we're making things more complicated. I, I, I've seen well-heeled, 
polished black folks of varied hues that did practice respectability politics and they did fine. Denzel Washington is doing fine. Um, hell, I'd say even I mean she's a pro, she's a problem because of her you know I think she probably had issues maybe maybe not, but Omarosa is very attractive as a dark skinned black woman. Mm-hmm. When, 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 now does she? I don't you know. I guess someone someone would say she's unattractive. You know, someone could someone could peel your leg and tell you it's raining too. I mean, I mean, just I just the, the the chief thing, and this is you you could tell with you know me for years now. I do have a tick. The tick is like a repeating OC. I think a lot of self-described nerds have this tick. It's the tick of why don't they understand? Why am I repeating myself? Why don't why don't they know two plus two is four? It is a thing yeah, with me. I, I go, it's it's in my head. Because I'm like, get your teeth clean. Get a decent haircut. Get that, get that gut together. Hit the gym. Eat your vegetables. I mean, if you're, you know, very few people I see are absolutely disgusting looking or disfigured. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it, people, people act like Michael Jackson was a good looking dude. Right? But you can see how yep. his, but you can see his quest for this, for this kind of, this, 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 this surreality made him an insane person. He, he went from selling hundreds of millions of records where any woman in the world would probably sleep with this guy, if that was of his persuasion. Might have probably been. Even that's, even, even, I can't even say that. People would try to put that on him. I'm not even going to put that on him. But th- there was a stream of self-hatred that was strewn throughout that Jackson family. And at some, on some level, there's some disfiguring going on in a quest to pursue whiteness when they were perfectly fine as they were. Could have had it all. Just wasn't good enough. Wasn't light enough. I feel comfortable in my personal positioning. And somehow people, and I've been told, why do you feel that way? I, I, just, I just do. I just don't believe, I don't believe white, I don't believe white people. I, I, just, I just did. I don't. I don't. I, I was that, that. I think. I think that. I think um, the the oracle for that. And this is not. The, I don't want people to misconstrue. I don't do the racial racial thing either. Um, but I do have this thing, and I said it before, Captain. I was I was told this. I don't know. So long ago, I can't remember when I was told. It might have been at six years of age. If you have you have your friends. We, and we, we promote you have friends of all ethnicities. But if something goes down with the way r- racial politics are between whites and blacks, if you, have this, if you have a buddy and he or she is cool with you, but at the drop of a dime, that person flips on you and says, says something or does something out of pocket, do not be shocked. And I never forgot that. Le- I never forgot that lesson. Never. Don't be shocked. That you're going to have Trump as a president Don't be shocked that people Who profess to, profess to like or, or, or have no racial animus That they're going to do some funky-ish And you, the best example of that Is when we saw that skit on SNL The SNL skit on that with The day of the election With Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle And it was so Funny, that skit hit home So much to many black people because the whites, the progressive white people in that room 
were shocked at this. Like, how could this happen? And the black people, Rock and and Chappelle, were like, well, you know, we kind of know how this goes. It's not really shocking. We kind of know how this works. So I, I'm not. I'm going to give Jesse Williams a pass on this. I I, I think, um, and this goes maybe to a larger issue, Captain, is that I I don't think black folks should be should be dancing or doing backflips for Nike. There's that going on now. They're likening Nike to some kind of radical pro-black company. And that's not what it is. This 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 was yeah, of course not. This 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 were this was accountants, marketers, and actuaries that did the math on this. They're very keen on the temperature in the room and they figure, you know what? These old MFs that are angry at Kaepernick are not our main they, they don't comprise yep. the, 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 the the buyers. They're not our they're not they're not really our consumer base. The ones that are collecting sneakers are under fifty. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're seventeen. They're twenty five. They're thirty five. Okay, they're not they're, they're not you know the the, the 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 old Midwesterner that really has racial animus. They they're not buying our they're not buying us. Now we're seeing that the stock has risen. And that the, the 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 company is as as profitable as ever, exponentially so. They were able. They did some kind of calculation, and now we see that whatever they what they did was a calculated move. It really wasn't because of altru, altruism. It just wasn't. But you see, the actress Jennifer Lewis. We love Jennifer Lewis. She's on Blackish. But she wore for the Emmys, I believe she wore a whole Nike outfit, Afro and all, you know, whole pro-black thing. You know, okay, I felt a certain way. I get it, I get it, but we got to be careful. Now we're doing black folks. We act so primitive sometimes. We can never pull it back. We so we so need to be loved. Nike loves us. Nike loves us. They get nah, man. Nike puts gave as much money to the Republicans, maybe even more. Than to the Democrats, they're playing both sides of the fence. That's what corporations oh, do. That's right. And and if a sophisticated people, who are not so uh, sensitive, we we just don't have it. You know, you as you say, we got it, but we don't have it. And this is a reminder. And and I think even Jesse Williams. Felt felt the same way. Yo, man, they, this, this Nike man, they they down with the brothers now. And you go, <laughs> man, I I, I got I got a film to sell. You know, we can really. He lost himself, and and some of what happened, even with Afropunk, is 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 working its way the same way. Some people who are perceptive are saying, well, you're kind of positioning. You're positioning our activism in a way to make some money, to make a couple of shekels. And activism really isn't about the moving of a dollar. Activism is about moving the consciousness. But it's very difficult, it's very easy to fall down into that slope. It's very easy to kind of fall into that, into that quicksand. And, and for a quick, hot second, 
because he really wanted to sell his movie, he forgot maybe you shouldn't use Emmett Till's mother crying before his casket in some kind of ad. So he got checked. You're losing when you start talking about light skin, this, light skin, and then, and you go to, you go to a, a number of articles, Captain. All these articles open up with how, how this man's skin tone. Yep. I mean, really? But see, Blackie thinks he can afford to do that. In 1960, there was no such thing. I mean, the irony is, I believe Emmett Till is probably, pro, if, you, if, you, if you ever looked at Emmett Till, Emmett Till looks like Jesse Williams. If you get my inference. They string it up, Negroes. They don't care about light skin, dark skin, racist. Now I, just, racist. I just gave you your next article to write. <laughs> Even though you don't play Plantation Olympics. But that's your next article to write. Because I don't think these people that write these articles, they don't know they probably know some. They're going to know who Martin Luther King is. They probably know who Malcolm is. But they don't really seem to know a lot of these, quote, unquote, light-skinned Negroes that move the needle. I don't think they really get it. I, think, I really think they don't know. They just don't know. Just like how we ran off a couple right there, like it was nothing. I don't think they know. You know? I really don't think they know. And I think that's something that needs to be told. Why you don't play Plantation Olympics? There's a suggestion for you, sir. That's all. Yeah, you know, because I'm looking at. You can spin it any way you want. I'm looking at <laughs> color. I'm looking at color photographs of uh, a, a a non-disfigured Emmett Till, and he seems to be somewhat fair-complected. Okay, not that it means anything. Okay, because that's another thing too. Is that you know we have so many pictures of black leaders going back decades that when you see black and white photographs you don't really know what they look like like we would you would think that malcolm x was dark-skinned because we always saw we always saw black and white photographs of him you really didn't know like when i saw a color picture of malcolm x he was uh reddish hued because he was detroit red reddish reddish hued with freckles and bright red hair but he spoke Black folk, white folks and black people, what he was saying, it was very clear what he was about, and he was frightening people. Okay, but we got we 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 have a little we we have a little bit of leisure in this now. This is like a leisure. This is like a uh, this this is like black folks metaphysically swimming in a pool or something, a sauna. This is what we do. You know, we, we, we have enough. To, we can kind of just, we can lax. We can relax now and crack jokes. Skin tone jokes. I, I, rem, I saw the uh, gentleman, he died a few years ago. It was a gentleman that ran the, uh, the lynching museum. Because he had just, he had just um, missed getting lynched. He himself, I think in the 40s, there was a, his, his friends didn't make it. But it was a, a mob, wow. and they were lynching. They were lynching like everybody. You know, we, we don't talk about the mob violence, but the mob violence by whites, where they would just, you know, one person does something, they just start picking out black folks at random and lynching them. So he was almost on, maybe even on the noose, and was let go. 
and he ran the museum because he was so affected by it. And he was around as an elder, elderly person. He's around Jesse Williams' complexion. That's how this racism thing works. But you want to say light skin God and all that? These crack these jokes, these little cute little jokes. Uh, you miss me with that. I think it's embarrassing for black people. I wince when I hear people do this stuff. It doesn't move the needle. And, and like I said, if you really want to start, if you really want to start playing who's blacker than thou, these light light skinned blacks. Not that I'm, I, I have to think, you know, hard of of who is who in the skin tone game. But I know black folks like to play this weird PS PS4 game. They like to play this game. But when I think about it and start tabulating, I see in the in the modern era, I see Kanye West screaming. Various. I see uh, I see the prancing elite. A lot a lot of cocoa butter, uh, buttery, uh, Vaseline hued, dark skinned black men, and I see, uh, you know the the uh, Colin Kaepernick's and the Jesse Williams talking that hot ish, even though I don't really agree with their politics. Hell, Yvette Carnell talked that hot ish, and I see darker skinned Negroes uh, cracking jokes and doing weird stuff on YouTube. I don't get it. I don't get it. Miss me with that. He messed up. It ain't that deep. I'm just saying. All right, let's take another break. Unless you have, you know, I've been going on and on about this thing. Unless you have more to say about this. No, well, break time, break time. All right. Um, I got, we got another skin tone story. We got, we're gonna have to elaborate a little bit on this one. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> keep on. This is this is where Blackie's at right now. It is it? You know, we spoke about the Princess Tiana situation, right? Princess Tiana. I, I think that now that I believe was something shenanigans going on. Somewhat, somewhat. Well, not even somewhat. There were shenanigans going on. What what uh, the corporates felt more comfortable with for like a half a second cameo. You know, they, they, it's no big deal. No big deal. Let's give her a grade three curl, which I'm learning. My father's in the hair business. I didn't even know about this. But they, I didn't know there was a, a, a grade. Like they actually have a number on the grade of the curl, grade three, whatever. What's, the things what's we the wait grade two? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I've never paid attention to this stuff. I'm only here. This is, not, this is the, 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 the foolishness of the, the variances of blackness. When again, anybody can catch that news. Speak to the gentleman that ran the lynching museum. Anybody can catch that news. And yet we still, before you put the, before you, <laughs> before they put that noose around your head, the Negro is going to ask the other Negro, <laughs> what about them edges though? I'm just saying. <laughs> kind of where It's kind of embarrassing. It's kind of embarrassing. But the Afro nerd, you know, when I first started this blog, I was I was uh, getting emails where people swore that you you you're not a black person because of the the messaging. This is when the, the Dr. Kazi thing was was hot like fire, and some of the things that were that I was writing about, you can't be a black person, and they were it was it was almost a tantamount to harassment. It was so it was so bad. Now they're, they're quiet. 
because a lot of what I had predicted has come true, as usual. But, you know, I want to keep it quiet. All right, folks, this is the Midweek in Review edition of Afternoon featuring Captain Kirk. Remember, the call-in number remains the same, 646-915-9620. Again, 646-915-9620. More grooves, as we always do. Um, This is... Let's give it to Van Hunt. Morehouse's own Van Hunt. This is Ride, Ride, Ride. Two minutes. We'll be right back. Let's groove.
Van Hunt. Ride, ride, ride. We're back at it again, folks. This is the Midweek Review edition of AfroNerd featuring Captain Kirk. The call-in number remains ever the same, always consistent. 646-915-9620. 646-915-9620. All right, so uh, I believe last cast we discussed this controversy. It kind of came and went. Centered around this upcoming movie, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph, the animated movie. And the sequel is called Ralph Breaks the Internet, where the characters, they came from the, the fictional video game sphere. Now they're entering into the, the, the uh, fictional internet sphere. And in this internet space, you see not that dissimilar from a few months ago with Ready Player One. It's a nostalgia. It's a nostalgia fest where you see these characters interacting, interacting, being that this is a Disney IP, you're going to see a number of familiar faces, right? Um, the trailers don't indicate any Marvel stuff, but it's fair to say we will probably see some recognizable Marvel characters, some Star Wars stuff, anything that's connected to Disney and pop culture, you will probably see them in this film. So another Disney IP was, going back a few years ago, the first black Disney princess was Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog. So they have that character making a cameo. And what was the root of the controversy was that we know what that character is supposed to look like. You know, she's, she's, she's very demure, brown-skinned, um, more uh, Africoid features, and when it came down to this version, I think at one point we did see what we know her to look like, and then at some point they streamlined her nose. They made her look more like a Pixar kind of figure, but they definitely did some tinkering with her appearance to the point where she looked a little fairer. I hate that I'm beginning to know this stuff, but allegedly for, for, for the women that are familiar with the grading of hair, or the curl pattern. This this curl pattern is like a what they say a three, <laughs> the number three on the scale of curls, or whatever. So anyway, she looked a little different, and they, that 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 from the internet there was a criticism coming out saying, well, you know, this is this is colorism. Disney is practicing colorism. So now the reason why I'm bringing this up again is I want to expand it as far as how it actually came to being that Disney capitulated. Now, there's a piece courtesy of the Daily Beast, thedailybeast.com. And well, I see, see where I... you're going with this now. Go ahead. Okay, well, what's happening? Go ahead. Well, you know, we're supposed to be helpless, right? Yep. We're supposed to be helpless, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, let me go to the – did I put the link in the chat room? Yeah, okay, so there's a link in the chat room, and I'm going to read a little bit of this just to set this up, why I am revisiting this again. It's entitled, How Black Activists Changed Disney's Mind About Princess Tiana's Skin in Wreck-It Ralph 2. And it's subtitled, When Disney Unveiled a Look at Its First Black Princess with Noticeably Lighter Skin, 
the organization Color of Change took charge, and to their surprise, Disney listened. So it's a little subtle where you really can't make out. You know, you could you could miss who this character really is. She goes from Kelly Rowland to Beyonce. That's kind of what they did. Now, mind you, in my mind, Kelly Rowland and Beyonce together. Oh, you know, we can't speak that way anymore. Can't speak that way anymore. I think my I like Kelly Rowland more, more though. Well, that's you see that that's that's what I mean by these these Negroes. They really they're killing me, Captain. I, I'm not with these. I like people. that more. I'm not with it. Now, this is not this is not to take anything away from Beyonce. Beyonce is a very attractive yeah. woman. Okay. Exactly. But if, but, but the the and, you know this and this has happened before. This is not the, this is the second time. Um, Kelly Rowland got the edge, man. She got the edge. <laughs> Kelly Rowland's Kelly Rowland's features, her, her her face. She's darker complected. I I luckily. Luckily, she's intelligent enough because she would harm herself if she lightened her skin. She would, re- mm-hmm. she would, she she would go, she would go backwards. Well, that, well, well, look, we've seen that happen. That's what happens. Michael Jackson went. Michael Jackson became a mannequin, a human mannequin. <laughs> so Kelly Rowland, you saw she did, she she you know did some changes, but not like crazy changes. She she did she improved on what was already there. Which I would, which really is what I would ask all black people to do. This is this is the thing that's in my head, Captain. We could we could we could talk about this cross racially, okay? But I'm gonna talk about this intra racially. There's a contingent of black folks. There's there is a, a a mainstream way of black thinking. Let me repeat that. There is a mainstream of black thinking that wants to do the very least, and then expect. Just things to come to them. You you can't do the very least. You can't do the mediocre, and then and then expect correction or expect change or expect things to happen for you. This is what these people are. This 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 heavy set white woman. She's morbidly obese. She's not heavy set. She's morbidly obese. That was on a cover of last month's Cosmopolitan. That Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> right? Pierce Brosnan. Weighed in on her. Was it Pierce? Is that wait? I must say, is that his name? I know it's Pierce. I, I might be thinking of the actor. I think so. Uh, Pierce, not Pierce Brosnan. Let me let me get it. Let me get it correct. And you know, I think one is like Scottish and one is English. Uh, ah, man, I can't. What, what is his name? You're talking about what is, what is the talk show host? Yeah. I think it is Pierce. I don't know his last name. Pierce Morgan. No, it's actually yeah, Pierce. Yeah, I got it's completely way off. Pierce, yeah. Pierce Brosnan is the actor, James Bond. Mm-hmm. Pierce Morgan. Now, you've got to get these corrections going. Pierce and he's Morgan. he's kind of witty, that guy. That guy's kind of witty. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's also kind of mm-hmm. sort of aligning himself with Trump, somewhat. He's mm-hmm. kind of in the middle. Anyway, Piers well, Morgan. He's that guy too. Yeah, he's, he's he is, but he is witty. Piers Morgan is a journalist from the UK, right? So, uh, he came in on this woman, and what does this have to do with, with Tiana? I'm br- I'm going to I'm bringing all this together. 
Piers Morgan said to this woman, listen, listen, I'm not trying to because any criticism, even if even if it's legitimate, is body shaming, it's fat shaming. This woman's coming out as a model. She's being so so proactive and so promoting of uh, of this health issue. We are so caught up, so intent on make, making people feel good, which is a, a, an element to how black culture works or black mainstream culture. We are so much into how we feel versus what we need to do. And what we need to do entails a lot of work, entails a lot of effort, entails a lot of sacrifice. And we don't want to do all that. So if you don't want to do any of all, all of that, you, 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 everything's acceptable then. So this woman who came out heavyset like this, morbidly obese, not even heavyset, morbidly obese, and like, it's all good. People are, people are losing limbs, literally, because of obesity and diabetes and all kinds of issues. You don't see people going into advanced age that way. And he said, look. I, it's not even about saying anything to you personally. If you went about your business, but now you, you're a model now, and you're you're, you're promoting yep. this imagery at, with, with obfuscating that there's a health component to this. So, going back to going back to, I mean, and, and black folk, some black women came in to defend this heavyset model. That element is working itself somewhat. And it really is. We're doing the we're doing the very least, and then expecting change. You can't do the very least. So anyway, um, this goes back to the, to this. You know, when I mentioned that, I kind of went off on a tangent, but it goes back to even the Kelly Rowland thing. Kelly Rowland took it up a notch, and most people would say, you know what? She's better looking than than. Not, not that it should even be really be about that because you know no one's kicking either one of these women to the side. Um, one of my friends, one of my friends from Hampton, had had a whole. He has a whole like, he has a whole uh, affinity for seventies, um, sixties and seventies music, sixties and seventies. You know, like the the shy lights and the Supremes and. Um, uh, what is the group that uh, Dennis Edwards was in? Um, not the Temptations, well, Temptations too, but I'm thinking of well, C- Cuba Gooding Sr. Cuba G- Gooding Jr.'s father who died recently. His father was a part of a group. Um, let me see. Again, let me look this thing up. Uh, the main ingredient, yeah, the main ingredient. He died last year, unfortunately. I think he was somewhat drug-addled, unfortunately. He looks a lot like a you could see the spitting image. His son is a spitting image. His sons are the spitting image of Cuba Cuba Gooding Senior. So anyway, um, uh, my friend from Hampton, he had a crush on Mary Wilson, right? And uh, you know, the funny thing is funny. Uh, uh, Mark, the gentleman's name is Mark. Uh, Mark kind of sort of favors Ice T a little bit in his appearance. He's a very fair complexed brother, so he 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 has like a a, a striking appearance where he's he, he, you know he, you know who he is. So 
uh, I think he was able to work his way. Well, <laughs> I can't say so much, but he knows he knows Mary Wilson. Kiss, every time he would go to her book signings, he was there. And Mary Wilson is like an older version of Kelly Rowland. Mary Wilson didn't get the credit that Diana Ross got in the Supremes, but truth be told, Mary Wilson is better looking than Diana Ross. But she's stunning. Even though she's an older woman now, but she's stunning. Anyway, let me just go back. Let me just go back to this thing with this this uh, this Daily Beast article to make even an even larger point. So it says here, this summer, Disney's upcoming Wreck-It Ralph sequel created a good deal of buzz, thanks to a heavily teased princess sleepover scene. But while, but while many fans went wild for the 2018 take on animated royalty, some were quick to point out that certain princesses were more noticeably updated. They have that in quotes. Updated than others. Princess Tiana... Disney's first black princess appeared to have had some work done. You know what? Not that black women ain't doing this, but I, I'll digress. <laughs> As the root in real time, okay? As the root pointed out in August, the newest iteration of Tiana seems to have traded in her dark skin and more African features for a seemingly, seemingly more caramel hue and pro- prototypical Pixar snub nose complete with a mane of three C curls. Uh, the internet didn't take kindly to Disney's tweaking Tiana's appearance, underscoring that the shift toward more Eurocentric features and a lighter skin tone reinforced colorism and racist beauty standards. Okay, so I'm going to skip around. So anyway, it says, the racial justice organization Color of Change crystallized, their sen- crystallized these sentiments in an online petition writing that to recreate Princess, Princess Tiana with Eurocentric features sets a harmful precedent that black features are considered less valuable than white features. Skipping around, it says Rashad Robinson, the president of Color of Change, told the Daily Beast that the organization had been in the process of drafting an email to its over 1.4 million members when they first made contact with Disney. We wanted to reach out to them first, Robinson recalled. We were very transparent on our end by actually sharing with them the copy. We have well over a million members, and when we send out a petition like this, oftentimes news media will cover it before we even get a lot of signers, especially on an issue like this. We never had to send out that email. Okay, so you, you get you – get, without even going through this whole thing, you get my point, Captain, is that when we put up the effort, when we see that there's some effort afoot, when we see that there's something that is um, insulting and or disingenuous to black imagery, we can figure out a way to get things done. You know, when, when I was told on that stage a couple of years ago that, well, you know, uh, Black Panther, you know, when I said, well, I, you know, I'd like to see Black Panther be this empowered black man slapping Tony Stark around and he, he's intelligent and all these things, we, all the attributes that we know, know to be true with the Black Panther character, I'd like to see them on screen. Well, you know, 
Jar Jar Binks, and you know it's owned by Disney, and you know we didn't create that. And I'm like, that was wow. classic, man. We got it on tape, man. We got it on tape. It's classic. And you, you kind of oh, told me, I, I, was, I was about to really go in, you know what I mean? But I, I kind of, now, if, if I ever get an opportunity again like that, I'm not going to hold back. Well, well you got to set the tone first. You gotta set the tone. What you did at that given time was necessary. You came in at the right level. Now, next time you could crank it up, you'll get another time. Yeah, trust me, you will. <laughs> because you know, I, I make these we we make these predictions. Because even when you speak, I have to like go, go back listen. Because I'm so concerned about my own diatribe that sometimes I can only half listen to you. But I respectfully I go back. I'm like, wow. You know, what the captain is saying is dead on point. And, you, you know, you, we probably both have our detractors or they, they, they take it for, you know, they take it for granted. And when these things come to fruition, when, it, when, they come to, when these things come to, come to fruition, then you don't get the credit. It's like it never happened. Or, you know, they just take this like this is just the way things are. No, we, we told you told you that that the bridge is out ahead and you powered forward anyway you went you went you went ahead of us anyway when we told you there's pro, there's trouble ahead you didn't give a damn emotional so anyway uh i just find it interesting just as what happened at the schomburg this whole belief that we just we just are um victims and we don't have cultural currency i even heard a npr i even heard an npr show a few days ago where they used the same term not terminology where they said i think it might have been another uh might have been latino folk it might it might not have been black people but it was um i think it was some other some other group it might have been women maybe it could have been any pick your protected class but they used the term cultural currency it's it, it's not going to be so easy that people can just uh, have a platform with your depiction and you don't have say in it because everybody else has a say in it. You see, women now, you see, women now clearly are starting to have influence on the crafting of, of, of a woman's expectations. You just can't go up and just do anything. You know, in the 1960s, if you if you were to look at a James Bond film, and I have a lot of uh, affection and affinity and, and all that for the James Bond. You know, I always talk about this masculinity thing. It is what it is. Growing up, James Bond, Jim Kelly, Jim Brown, you know, my whole shtick. But it's, it is very real. But there are certain things that you could do, slap a woman on the bottom, tell her to, you know, go away, men are talking, all that nonsense. You, you, you can't get a movie made with that stuff now. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, even, and it's going to get even more interesting because of this Me Too and Time's Up. Right? So, but black folks still are acting when they want to. This, they didn't give a pass on because it's, it's a small thing, but it goes to, it, it's, a, it's a painful, emotional thing. And all this other Don stuff that's Imus. going on. What is that now? Oh yeah, Imus, right. Donna. Yep. 
Don Iman. Right to it. It, it. You didn't like it. It, it, it hits you in the gut. And my question is, why isn't why isn't all this other stuff hitting you in the gut? Like it hits me in the gut. Big butt. Big big butt. Um, what's the what's, you know what I'm talking about? The 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 rap artist, uh, um, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Okay. Right. Nicki Nicki Minaj is a walking embarrassment. Okay. She calls the the N word this. You know, talks about her 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 uh, vagina, talks about what she's able to get with her vagina, you know, just just, just all this 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 nasty. I can do what I want to do, and I got I have men. I mean, it, it's 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 female gangster talk, right? It it is an embarrassment. No one is reining her in. You're not you're not contacting a record company. You're not ca- contacting Takashi Six Nine's record company. Who's of Mexican extraction and inward this, inward that. Although, mind you, I'm not really affected by him like that. I'm more. I look. I I include him with the rest of the nogs. Okay. It's Takashi, the Migos, Nicki Minaj, Drake, everybody, all of them, Pusha T, all of them every day assault your senses. And you're not you're not calling up there. They got they got they're corporate workers. They're just as corporate as Disney. And yet you do nothing. But this right here, the the the, the grade C hair bothered you on a visceral level. But this, uh, if you can make a change, there's a, we can we can start to uproot a lot of this noggery. But as I said at the top of the hour, you know, if you have Cosby in handcuffs and has a mugshot, I, I don't know if you can, you know, what do you always talk about, Captain, with the limbic system and everything and how, you know, people are kind of motivated. I, I don't know, if, I don't know if, the, if, if black folks are motivated to really do that work. We, 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 we're into getting the bag talk now. We got to get the bag. Everything is street. I got to get the bag. <laughs> Black men so, are in this, line. This have, Go ahead. This is what you have to look at. Power always went to the people and the majority. But the whole game is that the powers that be, what they do is they have to keep you from not knowing that. You understand? Now, let's, let me just give you a hypothetical situation. If miraculously... I had a machine, and I turned the switch on the machine, and no one in America went to work for, let's say, the next three weeks. What do you think happens to this economy? It is destroyed. They wouldn't be able to come back from that. You understand? Just three weeks, no one in America going to work. The government is destroyed. So who's the most important thing? The people, not the government. Now, China would be able to come back. They would be affected because we have a, uh, affected because we have a global economy. They'd be able to come back. Maybe North Korea would be able to come back too. All our economies are intertwined because oil is traded with the dollars, but the United States wouldn't be coming back. We'd be calling it something else. So that's at the 
macrocosmic level what begins to happen. Now, you break it down from a microcosmic level, black people could do the same thing to get what they want, but they have to understand it. And any leaders that come along that put that battery in your back, as they say in the street, <clears throat> they get rid of. That's something you have to understand, too. So as Afro-Nerd begins to say, you have to stay, or should I say get on code, as Afro-Nerd says, so you know how they will deal with you if you come with that, because you start to make a problem. They start looking at your computers and say, okay, we got allegedly, theoretically, potentially, inductively, they're telling us that we spend $1.2 trillion that we're just spending. We have that type of spending power. Now, what happens if that goes down to $700 billion and we hold on to that money a bit longer? Or someone that comes along that could train and teach black people to understand that and build that type of infrastructure. They're going to want to get rid of that person. Oh, yeah. See? <laughs> You're messing up their computers. You're messing up their figures. It's the bottom line. So there's a lot going on with this. But ultimately, even with the founding fathers, they said the powers. The power goes to the people. Well, people really didn't understand that. But I just explained it to you, so now you understand it. You could always make back government, but the government can't make back the people. Once the people are gone, they're gone. Government always needs people to govern, to control, to give their will force to, to give their energy to. You see? That's you know, funny, I'm, I'm looking at, once again, we go with the skin tone thing. See, see these people put me in a place I don't like being. Cause I, I don't, I, you know, half the time people tell me, describe someone as light-skinned, I have to ask who. I have to, I, I should, <laughs> when someone, I keep on saying this repeatedly, but I didn't know you were light-skinned until uh, Q-Storm told me you were. <laughs> I still don't, I still don't quite believe it, but I mean I maybe I, I you know I, I'm gonna go by what he says, but you know I was I was informed I said oh yeah oh okay <laughs> I did not know that thanks for informing me and I mean that sincerely wasn't looking that closely but you know didn't really register I don't really read, I look at most most people who are African of African Africoid extraction I don't care how fair you are all I see is miles I see just the Negro. That's all I see. This N-E-G-R-O, just, just a billboard. I don't care what you look like. If I know you to be a black person, I look at you that way. I don't go, I don't go into the details, but, you know, Negroes, mm-hmm. this new, newfangled Negroes are looking at hairlines. They're looking at, they're, they're looking at eye color. They're, you know, they're, they're doing all kinds of weird things. You know, so that's the, that's the, that's the new age person. Now, mind you, my new point, man, my new point, man, just so happens to be fairer complected. I, 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 again, so they tell me. So they tell me. Uh, Shamar Moore, uh, I think tomorrow, season two of SWAT comes out. He's muscled up, stands tall, he's got his weaponry, he's regulating nogs in the hood. You know, just he, he's giving fatherly, fatherly mentoring to young nogs trying to denogify them. That's my boy right there. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that Jim Kelly was a light-skinned black person until I think in the last two or three years. Didn't realize. Same here. I'm Same dead here. serious. <laughs> I, I, I see, agree with you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, see now because because the the the, the infantilization and feminization and emasculation of the modern Negro, courtesy of Kanye West and a whole bunch of other affiliates. They put, they're putting us 
even the hardened classic Negroes that we are, we have to bend to their will for us a little. Where I have to, I'm like, I feel like see, I could use pop, pop culture references for days. I'm, I, it's looking at myself as a walking celestial. So if I'm a celestial, celestials see things buzzing around. <laughs> you're big. I love pop culture. I, I love pop culture because wait till you're that eternal movie come out. Wait till, wait till, wait till that eternal movie. But I do feel that way. Like Galactus, you know, Galactus even notice like the humans. He's in other stuff. You know, I'm thinking about cocoa butter. Feet, food, getting his website together, you know, a, a, my, get, getting my, getting me a vintage, a, a, a vintage Corvette. There's things I want, another Corvette, a vintage Corvette. There's things I want to six. I don't have time to be concerned with, oh, yeah, uh, he's lighter skin, she's lighter skin, or, or her edges aren't really to my liking. I'm not, I'm just not, it's not in there. I'm just not, I'm not doing that. So, but isn't it funny that I didn't realize Jim Kelly's complexion Till I had to, till the, till the these modern nogs started bringing that to my attention. I looked at three three hallways, just all black men. I didn't get that detailed into that. Just didn't do it. But the the the, the modern nog seems to pay attention to this stuff. Anyway, season two Thursday SWAT, Shamar Moore standing tall, muscled up, mentoring, mentoring uh. Young black men in the hood, straight, straightening him out, sitting him down, giving him a sandwich. He had he had to stop with his attractive Latina boss with nice feet. He, he couldn't. He, he, no, that's I, that's I that's I just relate. I relate to that. You can't say it out loud. That's my kind of Negro. I'm gonna say it straight. Just knock these nogs out. But hey, that's, I'm not politically correct. They they want me. To be in a dancing dancing elite and screaming. Can't do it. Not my style. Anyway. So, uh, my main thing with that, Cap, is I, I'm, lost, I'm, a, I'm at a loss for words that we pick and choose our battles. We're, grade 3C uh, hair was all it took. But calling you a nigger incessantly on wax goes by you. I'm confused. All right. We got about 10 minutes remaining. So we're just going to power through. Um, okay, you know, let's, let's get into more uh, light-hearted, light-hearted fare. There's, there's a number of issues that were kind of lingering around that we failed to speak about. I, I think we talked about Joaquin Phoenix, River Phoenix, brother the late river phoenix who i really i you know even i i remember him him dying young young guy died um at the viper room in los angeles drug addled you know promise promising uh actor and really talented i think he was in the stand by me movie as a kid and uh you know now he would have probably been close to 50 it goes out tells you how time flies so anyway, so Joaquin Phoenix, just like uh, Jim Belushi, took the mantle when John Belushi died in similar fashion. He's going to play the Joker. And we've seen a, one picture of him initially. Now we've seen several photographs. And what, what are your, you know, he looks like a conventional clown. But he is dressed. It, it, it's kind of, it's kind of a, 
a real world take on a on the Joker. You know, maybe a smidge different than than Heath Ledger. But Heath, Heath Ledger was kind of, but Heath, Heath Ledger still had that disfigured look. You know, th- this this maybe this is before disfigurement. I have no idea where they're going with this. It is interesting, I'll say, but he doesn't look like the Joker the way we know him to look. So, what are your impressions from what we see so far of Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Nineteen. It definitely looks like it's in the seventies. What are your What are your it thoughts can, about this? It can go two ways. It could be the worst. What the hell did they think they were doing? Or they might catch it on that. I don't know. This is more on the brilliant side because you got Joaquin Phoenix. He does have acting chops, and the way it looks, it it looks like it's very real. It's something they're doing something different. They're DCing right now. <laughs> You know, yeah. but this time around, time around, <clears throat> they may have a a good chance at getting it right. You know, because they got me interested when they when they first talked about they doing a Joker movie. I was like, there we go. I'm gonna be in a movie with the popcorn. Go, what the hell am I doing here? Then, as they started revealing a little bit more, I'm going, I don't know. This this might work. Different at times is good, but just because you do something different doesn't mean it's going to work. But when you do things different, it gets people interested. So we're playing that game. Right now, that's what the game I'm playing, you know. I have to see. I'm not thinking as badly about it as I was before, you know. They may just get lucky, you know, and this comes off. It just comes off. But it may be the worst thing ever, too, at the same time. But I'm leading towards they may get lucky, and it comes off. I like what I'm seeing always. This is just different. It's different, man. You know? Back to you, Afro-Nerd. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I, I'm, I'm indifferent leaning towards interest. Yep. I'm indifferent leaning towards – because it is so radically different from what we know to be the Joker – um, and I'm curious as to how this connects to anything because of the the, the time. It's it's a 70s period piece. And, you know, look, the 70s are like 40 years ago. So, you know, if, if, if a Batman is going to be – if a Batman is coming coming into this, either, it's gonna t- either they're going to go forward in time to 1990 or if we go to now, you know, Batman is 50. <laughs> There's 80. I don't know. I, I you know unless this is unless they I mean the the issue is we're led to believe the Joker needs a Batman. You know he he's he's a perfect example of the yin and the yang. So and we know there's going to be a Tom a Thomas Wayne in this. So if you have a Thomas Wayne, this is Joker as an adult. So. I mean, when Batman comes, in, let's say, let's say Batman comes into prominence in the late '80s, early '90s, he is young, younger. The Joker's, let's say, at best, he's at 50, which is possible. I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's just the racial. I mean, the rest of racial, the age, the 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 age differential, the time differential. How does 
Batman play a role? Do you need a Batman? How does this movie end? You know, is it connected to is it connected to a whole different universe? Do they open it up as you know, there's worlds of DC. This is another take, like almost like a almost like a um, Twilight Zone thing. Well, this is this is the audience is in on this being a different world, and if it is a different world, that everything has to follow in accordance to a different mythology. You know what I mean? Like that could be a completely different. That, that could almost be mind blowing, because then you have potentially multiple mythologies working themselves around at the same time. Now, a lot of that is is what DC, Marvel too, but DC, that is DC. But we've never seen it on film, and they've never been able to really, you know, again, we the, the nerds would like to see even a passing reference to the multi, multiverse with the TV thing. If they did some kind of connection to what's happening on TV, simply as, this is yet another universe. This, this is yet another look at what Joker looks like on a CW or Supergirl looks like on a C- CW or, you know, in that universe. But in this universe, we do this. And they show that. That might get DC out of its funk. But they seem, they seem to be reluctant to embrace what they are. So I, I have no idea what this is. I have no idea. I just, I just hope it connects. I mean, doesn't Batman have to play a role in this somehow in order for it to mean anything? Three minutes remaining, so a few other things. Uh, Dark Phoenix. I have uh, – look, I, we're going to see this purely for informational purposes, but I'm ready for the MCU to rock and roll. This is lingering fecal matter. And uh, I think the trailer comes out today. But I, there was there was a Russian leak in the Russian language of the trailer. I was able to see a little bit of it, and it looks like any other any James McAvoy who's a great actor. I can't wait to see him as uh, the Horde in the Glass movie. But as as Professor X, nothing nothing to take away from take away from his performance. But I'm just I am just exhausted with this version of the X Men. I could do without this thing. I think even as we speak, the trailer is going to come out today or tomorrow, I think. Dark Phoenix. Well, it looks like it looks like Cap Cap dropped off somehow. Anyway, we got about 2 minutes remaining. I'll leave it at that, folks. Um Feel free to send us emails, afronerdblog at yahoo.com, afronerdblog at yahoo.com. Um, we'll be back per usual on Sunday's broadcast at 6 p.m. And we'll talk more about the dark. We got a minute. Uh, Kirk, you got dropped off. Anything to say about the dark Phoenix trailer? We're basically closing shop at this point. I don't know what to think. Based on that little teaser or what have I can't. That's nothing to think about. I have to see more. That's it. All right, folks. It's been real as always. Sunday, 6 p.m. We'll be back at it again. This is Sam Smith. Sunday, 6 p.m. See you. See you then. 